are now listening to What the Bell with me, Bell. Come along and join me as I bring you on wild turn and twist of adventures from life's lessons, love advice, and just the pursuit of living your best damn life with a little sprinkle of gossip and positivity. So sit back, relax, and grab your hot tea, because here we go. Let's start the show. Hey guys, hey, it's me, back again, and running late. Who does that? Obviously, I do right about now. So let me fill you in on what's been happening. So this episode obviously was supposed to be out yesterday, and I pushed it back to noon to be out. And then my father-in-law decided he was going to um, install the new thermostats in the house. Well, that came with some issues because he had to turn the power on and off. And I was like, oh my gosh. So, I mean, it's electrical wiring. Do I, ugh, wiring. Do I want my father-in-law to get electrocuted? Okay, most people would say yes, because they probably don't like their in-laws, but I adore mine. So, and that's not even a front, okay? This is not front street. And then I know, I know, as a Latina, or as just anybody in general, it's very, very mm, unheard of to really get along with your in-laws the way I do. So anyway, he did that. And then it turns out by the end of, or by two o'clock, something else was wrong with the AC. Oh gosh. So it got so hot. Um, literally the house was 89 degrees in a two-story house. And we were, and I'm upstairs. So I was like, oh my gosh. Anyway, needless to say, this episode had to wait because I'm all about a hot girl summer, but not that way. Okay. <laughs> Guys, there's been so much that's going on online in the world of TikTok, social media, with cultural appropriation and how people do not understand how to really respect and actually just love the Latin culture without appropriating it. There's a difference between cultural appropriation and appreciation. And look, I'm going to start this off right here, right now, and let it be said to all my non Latino, Latina, Latinx people, you do you, you wear what you want to wear as long as you do not try to take from our culture and rebrand it as something else to fit your quote aesthetic or quote culture because honey, baby, that is not okay. And I'm about to dive in real, real I got a lot of good sources that I'm going to link in the podcast um, description. So please feel free to go and check out those stories, check out those Instagrams, because I do have some different sources that I did use and were very, very inspired by. And guys, you know, I'm going to touch base on this Black Panther Wakanda forever, right? Because y'all know that's my shit. Okay. So y'all ready? I don't think you can handle this jelly. Okay, we're going to be quoting Beyonce all day because I'm going to have to tell you, we are on the eve, the eve of Beyonce dropping the Renaissance album. And baby, when I tell you I am going to be driving all over town with these vibes at midnight, the world can't control me. They can't contain me. No telling how I'm going to be acting after her new album drops. I said what I said, and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. All right, guys, let's get ready and let's get into this. Now, I'm definitely going to be reading some of these notes that I made on my own because, look, it was a whole lot to discuss, okay? So, just going to let y'all know that already. Anyway, guys, so, as I've said before, if you scroll through TikTok right now, non-people of color have just discovered slick back hair, the gold hoops, and some clear lip gloss with natural-looking makeup, or maybe they're not even wearing makeup at all. But they have just discovered this. To all my colored people, you guys know, this has been a staple in the black and brown communities for decades. We've seen our tias, our moms, our grandmas, our aunts, even if they don't currently wear their hair like that, when they got older, it was such a staple growing up. Why? Because it was easy and it was cheap. There's a lot of times when I was growing up in elementary school that my mom would slick my hair back and I had really, really long, thick hair. She would braid it up and have me go about my day because it was easy. Slap on that $2 gel, right? 
<laughs> well, some folks that aren't of color just discovered it. There's a source that I saw and they are on Instagram. So be sure to follow at impact. That's I-M-P-A-C-T. So impact on Instagram shared this. A majority of the creators at the forefront of this quote trend are white and treating this aesthetic as it's a new one. Many white creators are uploading videos with the hashtag clean girl aesthetic. These videos feature makeup tutorials, day in the lives and get ready <laughs> that are gathering millions of views. But clean girl aesthetic has largely been attributed to celebrities like Halle Bieber and Bella Hadid. Black and brown women are literally, literally the OGs of clean girl, quote, quote, aesthetic. Literally, we're just being us. And I might be saying literally a lot, but literally it annoys me that this is happening right now. <clears throat> oh, excuse my voice, guys. I don't know why it's so hoarse right now. Oh, you know why? That dust is coming back into Austin and it's really messing with me because it ain't COVID and ain't allergies. Thank you, Jesus. But it's always going to be something. Am I right? Anyway, I digress. And like I said, the black and brown women are literally the OGs of this look. There's so many times, and I'm actually going to say it. I have one of my really good friends, you guys may know her, Selena, hashtag Chola for president, as Shanna says, but also a lot of people may know her in the burlesque community as Chola the Magnolia, which let me just tell you, she's a noir queen in burlesque. Please go and check her out on Instagram at Chola Magnolia. But this is her look. She's looked like this all the time. Let me just say, this girl has great skin. Like, my God, I wish I can have that. She has such clear, crisp skin. It's gorgeous, right? And she wears her hair slicked back in a bun, low bun, red lipstick, gold hoops. Literally, we, we honestly go to concerts and that's her look. And I'm cool with it. I love it. She rocks it. It looks great. So anyway, that's just like one person right now in everyday life that I see wearing it, that look that has come through many generations, decades upon decades of black and brown women wearing this. And let me just tell you right now, this isn't an issue of having non-black and non-brown women using this look. The problem is you're trying to create a new aesthetic and label it as a white woman has created it. Um, I say it in a lot of ways that people might understand now is you're trying to rebrand it when that's not the right move, sweetie. That's not at all. And this has been seen throughout different cultures. This has been seen throughout even my own culture. And it's happened for many years. I mean, take a look at the um, in black history when it comes to music, when it comes to rap, you know, a lot of rock is attributed to black music and people don't recognize that as i recently saw the elvis movie maybe last month finally um you know in the movie they did document that elvis took from the black community and incorporated it into his quote rock and roll and he always gave them props for that now look there is nothing wrong with using something from one's culture, but you need to give credit where credit's due. And that's not happening. So back to what I was saying about my non-black and brown friends. If you're listening or hell, if you're even watching some of the clips that I'm talking about on, on TikTok, well, I do have it on TikTok, but on Instagram as well, which that's going to be a whole nother thing in a minute. I just want to tell you, the next time you buy your hoops, your lip gloss, your hair, hair gel, sorry guys, Make sure you're doing so in a community of black and brown women. Help support the community that you are um, borrowing from. I only deem that appropriately. And the way I described it recently to Adam when I was explaining this whole discussion and topic with him, I told him it's like buying local. And I recently, within the past couple of years, have taken up to only buying local and small businesses and, you know, not quote buying from the target, which y'all know, I love me some target, but not buying from target and buying from somebody who basically, let's say you're looking for body wash who makes, you know, soaps. So 
in that sense, don't go to Target and get your gel. Go to the Pulga, go to the Mercado, go to anywhere that's owned by black or brown um, women, preferably. No, but any black and brown businesses and buy from them. Oh, guys, this is exhausting. <laughs> and I get so angry and I think I've let the anger like die down. So thank God, right? Anyway, many have referred to this look worn by wearing a color as being ghetto. There's been many a times where people, I've had it done a couple of times when I was younger. You know, that's it. That's such a ghetto look because my hair slicked back. You got hoops on. Um, but now it's being deemed as classy. It's being deemed as professional when you wear it into the office. It's definitely being identified as, quote, clean. But back when I was even rocking it, and then I'm sure, I'm sure family members and people for many, many years and decades prior were not deemed this way. It was ghetto. It was dirty. It was you know, get your shit together, girl. Like this isn't anything. And a lot of people have said, or well, one in particular has said that I've been reaching and what we'll get into this Instagram post in a minute that I had created and said I was reaching and creating racism within this. And let me just tell you, I'm not, it's about educating people and trying to help people see like why this is wrong, what they can do to better themselves and become more educated. Because guys, if you know this and you're a person of color, you know that it is exhausting trying to educate these people on your culture and how the different, what the difference is between cultural appropriation and appreciation. That's one thing. But they fail to see it within the mainstream media. For example, Sex in the City. I know, I know guys. Yeah, it's a whole thing. But Carrie Bradshaw makes several jokes about this. And I'm just going to tell you this. This doesn't mean let's go carry, let's go cancel Carrie Bradshaw. Let's go cancel this or that. Because that's not what I'm about. And it wasn't because of SGP, SGP, SJP. This was the writers. The writers did this. And I don't like giving people passes, but people back then, they weren't as enlightened as we become today. And we as people, and especially as women of color, are becoming more loud than we've ever been in expressing um, the wrongs that have you know, been happening forever. Because guess what? None of us, no person of color is wanting to stand for this now and just let things happen or let it go because we're tired of being nice. Who wants to be nice and get ran all over and be disrespected in the process? Women of color work for decades to break this kind of stereotype, being called ghetto, dirty, and just have their look literally torn to shreds. But it's being upheld by the same women that are credited for these trends. There's a difference between appropriation and appreciation, and that's credit. Impact also said, and this really resonated with me and then went into a whole bunch of other things that are were and have been going on on TikTok is Impact Set. Remember, follow them, Instagram at Impact, I-M-P-A-C-T. Or you can just click the link below in the podcast um, description. So Impact Set. Next time you're slicking back your hair, clipping in the gold hoops and reapplying the lip gloss, Remember the women who made it possible for you to not be judged for doing it. It wasn't Bella Hadid. It wasn't Haley Bieber. It was the black and brown women who run your local beauty supply store. It's the girl ridiculed as being a hot Cheeto girl who kept wearing her hoops and slick back buns regardless of the mockery they received. It is the slick back bun worn by the black girl. Because gel's $2 and it takes 10 minutes for her mom to style it. It's the gold hoops the Mexican woman wears with pride because she's proud of her chola heritage. It's the trips to the local beauty store to buy the clear lip gloss that every black and brown girl experiences. It isn't just a clean girl look. For black and brown women, it's a rite of passage. It's a part of our shared identity. Now, a lot of people will see that we have... So many things that you can see black and brown women come along. And I really, really do think because I have so many friends of color 
especially in the black and brown community, that we're going to stand up for one another because it's about damn time. First off, thank you, Lizzo. But secondly, because it shouldn't, just because we aren't of one ethnicity, you know, there's differences, doesn't mean it's going to be socially acceptable to be treating other people this way. It's not. We need to come together and, like I said before, educate and enlighten and enrich people in knowing the difference and knowing what's okay and what's not okay. Because, look, it definitely looks like times are turning backwards. And what is so scary about it is that we see this all the time on social media. We see this at these stupid rallies. We see this on TikToks. I mean, come on now. We know why the Karens started attacking brown and black people, specifically black people. Mm. Do Dare I say more? And that, guys, is just the tip of the iceberg right now. So hold on to your seats, your earbuds, or your steering wheel. Or if you're like me, your body scrub because you're listening in the shower. I listen to my podcast in the shower, guys. Like, that's the best time to listen to it. Um, for me, at least, okay? It, and road trips. Anyway. So let's get into some drama, okay? <laughs> I To lead up to this episode, I shared on TikTok, which got more praise than anything there. I mean, I also got praise on Instagram Reels too, but this is where the drama came in. I shared on Instagram Reels, and if you're not following, please follow the podcast at WTBPOD. That stands for What the Bell Pod. So I put when YT, which... People are using that term to describe white people because it's white instead of us being, you know, called racist or anything and targeting and whatnot. Because, I mean, you know, we're just letting it be known. Anyway, it's like a politically correct thing on social media right now. So it says when white people start or white women start calling slick back bun slash ponytail goat hoops and no makeup slash natural looking makeup, quote, clean girl aesthetic. When black women have been rocking this look for decades and even being called ghetto for it. Girl, bye. Incorporated with this sound from a, of course, it's a Kardashian fucking thing. But coming from when Kim Kardashian was on SNL. Ew, this is so cringe. So, yeah, that happened. Okay. (laughs) I just took that from the thing right now. So if that sounds too loud, I am so sorry. But I captioned it with, I'm so tired of this and more that's happening to our culture from, quote, spa water and seashell donuts. I go all in. And then, you know, I talk about the Wednesday's episode that's supposed to come out. And I did make mention, you can wear and enjoy our culture, but don't change your name and put some damn respect on our Latin culture. It's And it's Aqua Frescas and Pico de Gallo, Karen. And then I told people to sound off below and let me know how you felt. While, of course, many women of color, people of color, came through and was just like, this is so true. This is so tiring. (sighs) Guys, one person came up here. One person. And I'm not going to go ahead and give you their name. But you can head over to the podcast and go and see everything that they've written. And I'll give you a couple of things that they did say. And one of them (laughs) said, it sounds like you're personally affected because wearing a ponytail and hoops is clean and none of us think it's ghetto. We think it's pretty. It's pretty on everyone. And what the hell is he talking about? LOL. We all have hair. We all have ears just like y'all. Everyone is entitled to our ponytail and gold hoops. Nobody can claim ponytail and gold hoops. LOL. I've been in East Detroit my whole life and never once heard this. So I thought I'd educate her. And I'm not going to come on anybody sideways because I feel like, ooh, poor thing. She, Maybe she hasn't experienced this. Maybe she doesn't know. And I never went to her profile at first. I responded to her, educated her, right? Like I said, I'm not going to go through this whole what I wrote and read from you word from word. Go on to the podcast page and check it out. But she ends up getting extremely aggressive with me and saying that she, um, that I obviously don't know what ethnicity she is. And she was completely right because I did not go to her profile. So I was just talking to her as a person. I wasn't talking to her as a white person, as a black person, as a Latin person, as an Indian person, as an Asian person, as a Haitian person, as anybody. I was just talking to her as a person. I honestly saw zero color. So she began to get crazy. In this process, I was actually, while this was happening, I was actually 
in a business meeting, signing some documents and, you know, doing some big girl stuff, right? And people were messaging me and were just like, I can't believe this. And, you know, the girl went from saying, oh, you clearly need attention so bad. So when I read that, I was like, honey, I don't need the attention. I get the attention. I mean, I didn't write that, but in my head, I honestly thought that. And you guys know me. Like, I have a big head, figuratively and non-figuratively. And I was just like, honey, I don't need the attention. I just get the attention. I Am I the drama? I don't think I'm the drama. So I went to her page. <clears throat> and so then, oh my God. So I went to her page. And I was like, well, let me see who she is. Let me see who she's about. Um, especially because she did make reference that she's not white. So I was like, okay, let's go see girl. Went to her page. And I was like, well, maybe she's, and please somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to be wrong. But I was like, maybe she has a skin condition. Maybe she's albino. I don't, I don't know. So then you know, I was going through her page and I was like, this girl is, um, as white as can be. So I went and searched her on TikTok, Facebook. Y'all know I'm going to deep dive. I found everything on this girl and she's as white as white bread. She's as white as mayonnaise. She's as white as potato, as raisins in fucking potato salad. Disgusting. I know guys. I know. I know. But I was like, girl, where are you coming off? And it also said she was an exotic dancer. Now, look, you guys know, I am not going to talk trash about sex work of any kind because that's not who I am. I'm like, look, shit, you do when you you make your money, you get your coin however you can. It's hard out here. But what really made me, (laughs) I wanted to come through with my attitude and start talking shit to her. But I was like, Bell, be a better person than this. Because of what I saw on her page, this quote triggered me. It was a flyer telling people to come through that she'll be there taking part of this contest, which on the on the flyer had two girls sucking an eggplant, um, one on each end. And it is an actual eggplant, um, which is obviously photoshopped to cover something else, a dick. Okay. It's covering a dick. And it says, what that mouth do contest. So honey, please don't come at me saying I need attention when you're promoting your contest like this. Like, look, I'm all for OnlyFans. Like if I could get through with an OnlyFans and do it, I'd fucking do it. Like, I got bills to pay, okay? It's hard out here for a pimp. Hard out for everybody. Gas prices may be going down, but not fast enough. (laughs) So that's an whole issue, right? Anyway, go check it out on the podcast page on Instagram. You can find it all. Um, Chola Magnolia ended up going on there. A couple of other people were on there talking to her. I honestly left her alone after a few posts. I was like, there's no point in talking to this person. Because they're not going to understand. Um, the same thing Chola did. She was talking to her on there publicly. And you can read that as well. And she wasn't getting through to her. <sighs> She's crazy. Anyway, that, I read that. That girl almost made me spit out my spa water. <clears throat> I know. I know. You're going to. Y'all hate me for this. I'm a damn fool. Anyway, nonetheless, she ended up blocking my um, podcast page. And then going private. Look, I don't know if got people started going for her on her page or whatnot, but in all honesty, I think she was looking for clout. I think she was actually looking for attention, and I believe that she thought she was actually doing something, but was honestly nothing at the same time. And she was probably looking for a snarky and really, really mean response. And trust me, if she would have came to my personal page all day, every day, I don't care. When it comes to my businesses and stuff, y'all know I am professional. I'm rolling my eyes, guys, completely. Anyway, I had to share that because I knew you guys would just enjoy that drama. But let's get back to this because, oh, I got a lot more. And y'all know I brought up spa water, right? Mm-hmm. Let's dive in. This has become so much more apparent in the Latin community. As of all of recent, 
on TikTok. Um, I haven't really seen it on Instagram reels yet, but people are exposing themselves and not exposing their titties or ass, their kitty cat or their dick. Their ignorance is what they're exposing. Look, I'm here for making content, sharing all the things I like, but I would like to think I am not that dumb to think I have, quote, discovered something from another culture or community and claim it and rebrand it as my own. I just like to bring up whatever it is. I give credit where credit's due, correct? And I feel like friends that I know, family and people in general have no problem letting me know, like, what are you doing if I ever did do something that was ignorant and I was completely blind to? So grab your spa water and let's dive in. I'm joking. It's Agua Frescas, guys. And yes, I say it very white. <laughs> but that's just because I don't talk Spanish. Don't get me wrong. If you're new here, I understand Spanish. So if you try to talk shit to me, I'm I'm about to bounce back at you. But I don't really talk Spanish. It's a thing. We could dive into this more later because there was a whole other TikTok I saw and inspired me last night. Anyway, so there was a TikToker, Gracie Norton. Some may or may not have seen her actual page but she's now, she had deleted it and then now came back and has gone private. But initially, Gracie shared a, quote, new recipe that's good for your health. And she calls it spa water. So when you think spa water, because when I think spa water, I think the water with the lemon, the water with the cucumbers, mint leaves, raspberries, you know, something frou-frou like that, right? Which I'm down with. Like, I will drink some lemon water. I will throw some cucumbers in some water and let it, I say, marinate <laughs> and get that good flavor. I like that. It's refreshing. So I do enjoy a good refreshing spa water, but this girl, after watching her video, made an agua fresca. Puro sugar, fruits, she pureed it and everything. First, honey, the amount of sugar that goes into making the agua frescas, it's not so healthy, unless you have an alternative way, which I actually did make an alternative agua fresca for um, diabetes patients, because I do have family members that have diabetes, and I want them to still be able to enjoy things of our culture, but safely and health healthily. Is that a word? Healthy? Health? Healthier? I don't know, guys. Whatever. Y'all know me. So anyway, originally, this drink, it's not the healthiest. Your sugars are going to go up through the roofs. Unless you're using different sugars, like I said. Anyway, I digress. The black and brown community blew it up. So thank you guys for going through and speaking your mind because the amount of black people I saw on TikTok duet this and just even say that's disrespectful and that they knew, you know, what it, what kind of a drink it was. And oh my gosh, but it's just the disrespect this girl Gracie was giving us discovering our foods from another culture and label slapping a new label on it. It's something that's not okay. If you can't say the name, just say that, spell it out. Don't rebrand it to make it more appeasing to fit your quote, clean girl aesthetic to work within your community. I'll have to share the video. You'll find it later. It'll be posted because you guys need to see this. But let's talk about this. More so than ever, these things have been happening with other um, meals, other um, cultural dishes that we have. I mean, you guys know pico de gallo. It's And if you're not familiar with pico de gallo, onion, cilantro, lime juice, tomatoes. You can add peppers. You can make it many different types of ways. Um, but traditionally, it's kind of that way. Jalapenos, don't forget that. Um, and you guys know ceviche. Those two things, both different. One has shrimp, Avi. Um, is being called cowboy caviar. Guys, this is very not, this is triggering for me because the fuck it's not. The fuck it's not. Another thing that's also being done is conchas. Guys, you know I love some conchas. Like, cafecito con conchas. Like, that is a thing that I totally enjoy. But it's pan dulce. It's conchas. They're now, be they're now being called seashell donuts. For why? <laughs> Literally, for why? Enilote. 
I just learned this one recently. Elotas being called. And you would think when I start saying it, oh, okay, they're getting it. Elote. Mexican street corn salad. Where's the salad? Are they adding lettuce to this? I got a lot of questions. But even the black community, they have faced so much. Look, we're not the only ones. Latinos, Latinas, Latinx. We're not the only ones. I keep, since the beginning of this, I've said black and brown um, communities, black and brown women. You know, we've been faced with so many things. But, you know, I speak highly on this because, you know, like I say, I have a lot of, um, I have a lot of black friends, you know, and they talk to me about a bunch of different things that go on within their community and what they're dealing with. And I feel extremely close to them. So even in the black communities, they've been faced with black fishing from the Kardashians to Ariana Grande to cornrows being worn by Gwen Stefani and Justin Timberlake, the Kardashians. Um, what's her name? Leah Lennon Dunham, David Beckham, Jerry Leto, the music, the music, the list goes on and on. And it goes from music to fashion and more. The title of this episode I actually got from a six-page paper I came across online. And you can check it out on the podcast notes below to read it as well. And it's totally worth it. Trust me. It's called Ain't Got No Time or Ain't Got No Time. Ain't Got Enough Money to Pay Me Respect. Blackfishing, culture appropriation, and the and the accommodating. <laughs> I can't talk. And the accommodating. <laughs> Guys, I am on another level. I should not have had a big red this early. <laughs> and the commodification of blackness. Let's not even get into Miley Cyrus, okay? Anyways, let me tell you. This little excerption was written and pretty good. And it's based off the Cambridge Dictionary definition of cultural appropriation, which is, and I quote, the act of taking or using things from a culture that's not your own, especially without showing you that you understand or respect this culture. There are three main elements that need to be highlighted here and now. First, this definition applies to the appropriator and they are not taking part of a group in which the cultural element itself belongs to. And secondly, this concept implies that the act of, quote, taking or using, end quote, culture elements, meaning that whoever is engaging in this process can engage with the culture on their own term, thus indicating that power dynamics are at play. Third, and perhaps most importantly, the culture element is taken out of its context in a way that either does not credit its origins or is disrespectful to its meaning. The paper for critical methodologies mentions that a good example of this is native headdresses worn by non-indigenous folks at events like Coachella. I knew you guys were thinking it too. Cultural appropriation can cause so much harm that many who aren't a person of color just don't understand. First, it could imply infringement of legal property rights. For example, both Chloe Car y'all know I like the Kardashians, okay, but both Chloe Kardashian and her sister Kylie Jenner were accused of stealing designs made by black creator Destiny Blue and black owned brand Plugged NYC. In these cases, the Kardashian-Jenner sisters took culture items that were both inspired by African-American fashion from the 1990s and created by a Black designer. In doing so, and without crediting the creators of the clothes nor paying them to use the designs, their appropriation of elements of Black culture simultaneously infringed on intellectual property rights owned by Destiny Blue and Plugged NYC. Second, it's an attack on the viability or identity of cultures or their members, a culture with assimilation, the same moral issues are raised. Other acts of appropriation, potentially leaving members of culture exposed of discrimination, poverty, and lack of opportunity. Haven't you seen that there's so many times to where you have an idea, you go with it with somebody else, and then of a different race, and then all of a sudden, it's not only taken, but the credit isn't given. It's almost like being in a group project, right? You do all this work and then somebody else just comes in, swoops in, takes all the credit for it. But now apply that to culture. Why? While I talk about it in the term of like group work, um, which seems a little more downplayed than 
the topic at hand, which is extremely important and doesn't need to be downplayed. I wanted to put in a different context for maybe those who aren't understanding this right now, and that's okay. You know, I say all of this from different, I take all these experts from different papers and different sources, you know, from Instagram to, you know, culture, methodology papers and stuff like that, and different news articles. In doing so, that not only that I am helping people who aren't a person of color understand, or maybe if they're a person of color and they don't understand, or if you're a person of color listening to this and don't know a, or need other ways. I don't want to say don't know. You need other ways to explain this to people who might not have, and I'm just saying the mental capacity to understand this. Different people can learn and absorb information different ways. And I would like to think that people, just like people being visual learners and being, you know, being um, people who learn by hands on, they just haven't found that knowledge of education and enlightenment to the topic at hand to really grasp and understand the full concept of it is what I'm saying. So let's go back. We know cultural preparation leads to benefits of those doing the taking, whether it's financial or social, and it prevents the original peoples from accessing those same gains. When Kylie and Chloe launched products based on stolen designs, they not only financially benefited from the sales, but also prevented less known black designers from earning profits or their creations. And you guys know, it's not just them. We've seen it done with all of those people. And now you can look at different celebrities and people in the spotlight, even influencers. And you can be like, oh yeah, I see that. Culture appropriation. And one, or just stealing designs in general. For example, um, when the other day, Kendall, with her 818 tequila, who is liter, who honestly took from, I think, is it uh, Tequila 512 here in Austin? And took their brand and marketed it as her own. And then this bitch made a whole commercial and she's on a horse, like, doing the agave work and stuff to make the tequila. Come on, girl, please, with her, quote, indigenous braids that she's wearing. I don't even understand. A lot of people, both of color and non, see this as being a, a realm of internet outrage and oversensitivity. And I've been called that a lot. People, oh my God, your generation, it's so sense, you know, you are so overly sensitive or even Gen Z. Now look, I will shit on Gen Z a lot, but I will say one thing is they're just not afraid to say anything. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I appreciate that, especially when it comes to this sense, but this isn't being oversensitive. It's being not okay with everything that's happened to, let's say our grandparents, our parents, you know, our ancestors, you know, people before us, like, you know, we were all complacent and we're told to be nice and nice doesn't get you anywhere. Like I said before, why be nice and get run over and have somebody disrespect you and your culture? You might not feel like you're being disrespected, but you are. It isn't about any culture having their identity erased because another has now taken it. I mean, it isn't. It is about <laughs> any culture, sorry, having their identity erased because another has now taken claim of a style or recipe, their music any and everything. We all have our different little, you know, things about us that make our culture, our culture, you know, and like I said many, many times before, that doesn't mean that, for example, if I wanted cornrows, I'm going to get me some damn cornrows. Okay. Look, I know I can't rock cornrows, but if I wanted to, I would just do it, but I'm not going to rebrand them and be like, Oh, traditional Mexican. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do this. Oh, these are the Kardashian inspired box braids. No, they're not. This is my friend Nikki, my black friend Nikki's box braids. These are, you know, I'm not going to do all this. We're not, <laughs> we're not going to rebrand, call it what it is. Okay. And if you're upset and you think that other people are going to judge you and be upset, then one, it's time for you to stop worrying about what other people are thinking. Because if you're afraid that your own culture may judge you for 
saying it belongs to in their culture, then maybe it's not for you. Okay? Either get over it or not. But definitely give credit where credit's due. Now, look, this is coming from myself. You can wear, like I was just saying, you can wear, you can make, you can share recipes from other cultures. I think it's beautiful. I'm not one for gatekeeping. You guys know me already. I don't gatekeep when it comes to podcasts. I don't gatekeep when it comes to business, when it comes to, you know, my shop. I don't gatekeep when it comes to my nonprofit. I don't gatekeep when it comes to a lot of things that I know because I feel like it's helping somebody along the way, regardless of what space that is or whether I'm talking and you're like, this bitch crazy. I ain't going to be like her. Hey, I'm helping you in some fucking way. And I'm okay with that. But it's it's not to be rebranded. None of these things are. Give credit where credit is due and keep it moving. I love seeing people embrace Latin culture. Unless it's people celebrating Cinco de Mayo or playing the, quote, drunk Mexican for Halloween. We as humans have grown out of that and become smarter and don't do that anymore. At least I hope so. But just make sure that what you're wearing from different cultures is also bought from these cultures and you're pouring back into the community. Like I said, and I do got some examples. <laughs> it drives me wild to see people shopping at Zara for a Mexican embroidered blouse for $79.99. When look, first off on the front, on, you know, front street, you can go to Fiesta <laughs> and buy you one for $39. Okay. You don't got to spend $79 and you're pouring back into the community. You can go to Fiesta, you can go to the Mercados, you can go, go to Amsterdam, take a day trip, go to San Antonio, get yourself a margarita and buy some of those. Like it's all pouring back into the community in which you are using. Does that make sense to you guys? Like, does it? I don't know. And it's authentic. Let's be real. And trust me, we Mexicans, us Latinos, Latinas, Latinx, we can spot a fake non-authentic Mexican embroidered dress, shirt, whatever, a mile away. So just don't do it. It's almost like, you know, if you can spot a Gucci and it's a Uji or a Fendi when it's a Bendy. So <laughs> like, let's be real. Okay. It's, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. Guys, I know I've done a lot on right now on preaching and trying to help people become more educated and just use this as an outlet to talk about my frustrations with people in general who don't understand the cultural appropriation and appreciation and the difference and, you know, that it's okay to do this and that and just don't fucking rebrand is my deal, okay? But there's some exciting news to come from, not from this, but in general for our people. So where would I be? without talking about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. You guys know how much the Black community and just people of color enjoyed Black Panther when Chadwick Boseman was Black Panther before his Sad passing in 2020 due to, you know, oh, it makes me emotional thinking about it. He's such a great actor. Um, but as you know, um, I would say Crime Con, Comic Con happened. And of course, Marvel released their next lineup of movies that they have coming out for phase five and for this year. And one of them we know that was going to be coming out in November was Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, of course, the trailer came out. It was very emotional. It's um, very well done. Very well put. I know, and you know, I was talking to T. Cole about this. Y'all know him from the Outnumbered Effect podcast. Is that we want to get a whole theater of black and brown people and watch it all together because what a beautiful, uplifting moment that would be. Because as Latinos, Latinx, Latinas, indigenous people, we have representation in this movie, which is such a beautiful thing that I am proud to say that we are seeing more and more of, um, from Top Gun, we had, uh, Daniel Ramirez. That was just, you know, more recent. I would throw that out there. Go follow him on Instagram. But you really see the 
Aztec, the Mayan culture come through. Like I said, the indigenous people are, are literally coming through here. And it's it's very uh, touching. Let me go ahead and, you know, go go through this trailer. So I don't think I found a better TikTok to describe the the feeling that I have other than you can follow him on TikTok at the Storytime Guy. And he really, really spoke volumes with his TikTok that he um, shared. So let me go ahead and play that for you real quick. Okay, see, so I'm starting things early, but you know, that's just how I do it, okay? Because <laughs> I don't know if everybody else had the same, the same uh, effect. I would like to think so, but he summed it up pretty well for me say about Black Panther 2 that I haven't seen anyone else say. From the Latino community to the African-American community, I say thank you. You guys didn't need to do this, but you did. You guys finally got your own franchise, a movie that everyone collectively loves. And the first thing you do with the sequel is bring my people in. Y'all didn't need to do that. You guys know how shitty Latinos have it in Hollywood because you've been there. And when you guys finally made it, you didn't close that door. You looked at the Latino community and said, there's room here for you too. Thank you for this. You have no idea what it means to this community. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a terrific day, everyone. So we have Tenoch Huerta, who is playing Namor in Wakanda. And that is so huge. It's so big um, to have this kind of representation online. And, you know, hey, like that last TikTok said, thank you, you know, to the Black community, to Wakanda getting their their own, you know, their own movie going, their own, you know, enterprise, their own thing and incorporating us in there. And, you know, this kind of goes into what I was talking about, cultural appropriation and black and brown women, um, black and brown um, communities and saying how, you know, I have a lot of friends like, you know, of different colors and races and stuff, but it's always been told and I've always seen it. I've always seen it. Um, at least with me growing up, is that, you know, we work together extremely well. And the fact that we have each other's backs is amazing. And I would like to see that more and more so within the community. Um, both communities come together because, you know, there's always been those cultural differences based on, you know, growing up and where you grew up in and, the you know, the neighborhoods you were in and old drama is what I would call it. And I'd like to see now how it's really playing out. So first off, thank you, Ryan Coolidge, for doing this. This is amazing. And, you know, for having this kind of a representation, because as you know, within the Black community, representation matters. And the same thing within the Latin community across the board, whether you might be white passing like me, my skin color is not brown. It's not tan like Adams. You know, it. I can honestly pass for a white person, but my characteristics, my mannerisms don't do that. And I don't care because I'm fine with that. But having this kind of representation in, in movies is fantastic. There's also got some Latinas in there. Um, and I'm very excited to see how this plays out. Um, Namor is going to be the King of Atlantis. If you've seen the trailer, I, if you haven't seen the trailer, I highly recommend you do so. There are characteristics of the Mayan culture, the Aztec culture in there. So I'm excited to see where it goes. I know right now that, and this is just coming based off of some things that I've seen, some research I've done in the preview, it does look like, you know, Wakanda and Atlantis are fighting with each other. I highly doubt that's the thing because the black and brown community ain't about to do all that and that there's a third party involved. So anyway, I'm excited. Um, I hope T. Cole and I can, okay, work computer, calm down. Um, I hope T. Cole and I can go ahead and get a theater together and have a bunch of black and brown people come together, watch this movie and have a good old time. A lot of people are talking about we're wearing white, you know, to honor Chadwick. Sound off. Let me know what you guys want to do. I'm down with it. I'll get the shirts together. You know, everybody just order. I'll make it affordable. We'll do the damn thing. But I just wanted to say I'm so excited to have this kind of representation within the Latin community and indigenous community because this is exactly what we needed. It's long overdue. And I'm glad it's finally coming to light. 
of so much of the hard work that people are doing out there and especially people who have these dreams and aspirations to see themselves on the screen and now our nephews, you know, your sons, you know, will be able to see somebody that looks like them as well on the screen. So I really think it's a beautiful thing and I cannot wait to see that movie. With that being said, guys, I want to say thank you so much for listening. This has been a wild show, I would like to say, very much so geared towards trying to educate peoples, you know, our job's never done, our job's never done. Well, guys, I hope you have an incredible weekend. As for me, I have a lot of nothing planned, Um, yeah, except content, so I look forward to you checking out some new things I have going, got to do some yard work, I need to get in the garden, in all honesty. Um, it's been just way too hot, so your girls will be waking up real early in the morning to try and get in there. Hopefully today the AC is good to go and fixed. We'll see, but there's that. Also, guys, be prepared for next week's episode. It's going to be another really, really good one, and please like, subscribe, and share. We're getting ready for that YouTube page. Um, head over there to YouTube right now and search What the Bell Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe already getting ready for that September launch dates. So who knows, might even be doing a little, a little something soon just to get my feet wet on some editing stuff and really come more in tune with it. So let's see where we're at. Anyway, guys, take care of yourself, take care of each other, spay and neuter your pets. I don't know. I hear that on the prices right all the time, but I highly agree. Um, buy local, shop in black and brown communities. And always support and uplift your people. I don't know. I got to figure out something like really cool to say at the end again. Um, Because all of a sudden I just used to be like, okay, bye. But go figs. Anyway, guys. Okay, I'll see you later. Bye. Hey guys, the fun doesn't stop here. Make sure you're following us at the link in the bio. And yes, we are on all the things.